Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb sein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen zu Gegenpressing, der Bundesliga-Podcast. I'm Manu Feit, he's Stefan Bienkowski. We are back, it's match day four. Stefan, how's it going? Yeah, I'm going very well, thanks. Um, lovely kind of eventful week to get back into the swing of things. Uh, not only a really enticing Bundesliga match day, but also absolute carnage in the, the international <laughs> scene as well. And I think that was perhaps best summed up when I tried to put together my fancy team ahead of this weekend. Um, for anyone who didn't notice, uh, I... <laughs> I took my holidays um, in the lead up to the transfer deadline day and I have returned to domestic football. So not only did I miss transfer deadline day, but then obviously the international break came afterwards. So I've kind of returned to the Bundesliga and I feel like I've been away for like five years because <laughs> at least two of the players on my team are no longer even playing in German football. So you can imagine my kind of bewilderment when I had to make sense of that. Um that being um, Borna Sosa and Lindstrom from Frankfurt. So mm-hmm. had to make some big changes there, but I was happy to do so because I was able to finally kind of squeeze Danny Olmo into my team and Robin Gozens. So hopefully they'll both have good weekends for me. Um, mm-hmm. Can't really be any worse than last match. So I think we were both lamenting and we both did pretty terribly. Yeah. Um, and I think our listeners in the gig impressing league uh, are uh, are really kind of running away with it, and showing us who's who know who know what they're doing. Mm, yeah, I'm terrible at fantasy, um, which is underlined by my my standings. Um, I think I have to make some changes this this upcoming weekend. Um, looking at making some transfers, I have three. Uh, I might use all three <laughs> because I'm just not happy with how this is working out. Stefan, um, I do have Olmo, uh, I do have Gosens. Maybe this weekend will be better because they're not playing one another. So maybe I shouldn't. Le- I should leave those two in there. Um, I do feel confident about Sunny and Kane will have up front and up Openda as well. So I think I'm happy with that. But I have two Wolfsburg guys in my midfield, and I think I need to change that. Yeah, I my team is very Leipzig heavy, which I'm kind of okay with at the moment, but. Um... Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But I think, well, yeah, it, it's tricky. It's hard to tell. I mean, as we'll probably find out on this ma- on as we go through these um, these fixtures, it's it's really hard to bank on any specific team right now. Yeah, I have Musiala on the bench, so I think he's going to return in my lineup. Um, although you know he's he's involved in a top spiel, which is always really tricky. I don't. Know. We'll see. Um, this is this is like something that I always scratch my head over every week, and I get seem to be just getting fundamentally wrong. Um, we had Sepp on last week, and he laughed at me because 
I said to him that I already made I made transfers every week uh week of leading up to the match day and he just said if you are not unsure <laughs> that maybe that's just not it for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens, I guess, but um it's 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 been a tricky start for us, but we've promised we'd do this on the show every week, so I guess that'll keep us honest, that'll keep us on top of things and then we might we might learn a thing or two. Yeah, yeah. I'm a very tricky, uh, happy sporting director, Stefan. Um, I react rather than sitting it out. Um, I don't know what that tells me about my personality. And if you as a listener, I don't know who I compare to. If you as a listener listen to this and you think I sound like a sporting director that you remember, then shoot me a comment. <laughs> I can take it. <laughs> Anyways, we have lots to discuss. Um, so let's jump into it right after this break. Football is back, and I mean American football. And Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to minute stats, new scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time update and statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to college football playoff and the Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contest available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Stefan, speaking of this ad, are you an American football guy? No. No, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I've strangely gotten into baseball this summer. Um, simply because you can put it on in the background and it just kind of relaxes you. It's just, it's like, it's like a beautiful background noise. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, football is too violent and not loud for me, I've determined. And, and since I'm already following hockey, I think I can only do with one contact sport in my life. Yeah, I'm, um, I used to like American football when I was younger. I used to kind of stay up and watch the Super Bowl if I could be bothered. Played Madden a few times, but. Yeah, it's not something I'm hugely interested in. Um, yeah, football. I, I can't even really keep on top of rugby, which is kind of the second sport in the UK. So uh, I go football, and then after that, I just go off into my little hobbies, um, you know, uh, which at the moment seem to revolve around video games. So, yeah, no, no extra sports for me. Fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. Yeah, I I go to about two or three American football games a year because my my buddy in Seattle has season tickets for the Seahawks. That is probably the times I watch the game and then the Super Bowl. That's about it. And I live in the right time zone. I don't even know how people do it that live in Europe. But <laughs> yeah, know. yeah, I can only, it's just I too can only commend them. It's just too long. And you need to stay on top of it. But baseball is long too, but you don't need to stay on top of it. So, you know, that's... I've actually that's been... A... I have been mm -hmm. to a baseball game, actually, but I remember very little about the actual baseball. Uh, I was in a box, um, so I just watched television the entire time, stuffed <laughs> my face with food and drinks, and then <laughs> I don't think... Yeah, you, you summed up baseball really well right there. <laughs> well, yeah, there we go, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember discussing with some English colleagues when I was living in Germany about the merits of cricket, which, as a Scotsman, mm -hmm. I, I think are few and far between, um, until they pointed out to me that the entire point of cricket is to go there and get drunk. Uh, That's or baseball. To face, 
or to basically sit there in the sun and have a nice day at which point yeah. i thought well do you know what maybe i can get behind this yeah that's that's essentially baseball <laughs> you you summed it up it's a great day out in the park with great food options and oh look there's also sport anyways uh speaking of sport we have a big match right and i think this is your match of the of the week right the bayern versus leverkusen match um i think this is everyone's match of the week so we kind of just divide it up and one of us gets the task to do one and then the other one gets to do the Dortmund game. Um, and I think you picked this one, Bayern against Leverkusen. We did break it down in great depth on the bonus show. So look out for more content there. But what are you thinking here, Stefan? Yeah, um, it's hard to kind of say any more on this as we, we, <laughs> we did spend a good 30 or 40 minutes talking about it yesterday. Um, but... To maybe kind of sum it up, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a fascinating match. I think um, obviously Bayern are coming up against probably the most informed or most impressive team in Germany right now. Um, however, having said that, um, the way that Leverkusen play, especially this season under Alonso, is a very high line, very position uh, possession based, very dominant team, um, and the entire system really does revolve around keeping the ball, playing a lot of passes, playing high up the pitch and breaking teams down. And I'm really intrigued to see how that translates to playing Bar Munich at the Allianz Arena, which just about, you know, any team in Europe would struggle to impose themselves on. So I think it's gonna be a huge test for Leverkusen. Um I think they do have kind of obviously they have the players, but I think they also maybe have the um, how do you put it? They might have the advantage in certain areas of the pitch. You know, um, I think it's worth. <laughs> I should point out just here, by the way, I did say on the bonus show that I took the reports of Kimmich being out of this game with a pinch of salt, and lo, lo and behold, uh, it looks like he will be back for this game, which I said on the also, show. Also, very... I'm taking that with a pinch of salt too. Yeah, it was always the case. Every single international break, Bayern fans. Suddenly, are struck. Bayern fans, Bayern players are suddenly struck down with these mysterious injuries and ailments, only to recover in time, uh, so they can get a good week off. It's it's always a bizarre coincidence. Uh, God only knows uh, what's going on there. Um, but anyway, yeah. So it looks like Kimmich will be back for this game. However, even with him in place, uh, I do still think Bayern do have that soft underbelly in the middle of the park, and that's obviously where Florian Wirtz likes to play. So they're going to have to keep an eye on him. Um, I think. I, I kind of said as well there's something that might play in Leverkusen's favour is the fact that in Frimpong and Hoffman they more or less have two wingbacks uh, on the same wing who really could double up on Alfonso Davies and limit Bayern's attack in that regard um, so I think it's going to be a really fascinating game I think there'll be goals um, and I've gone for I've kind of capitulated and unfortunately so uh, and I've gone for a two-two draw for this game. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's my res- that's my prediction. <laughs> I went for a two-two draw too. Um, yeah, I I I I am actually take I'm I'm actually the opposite of you, Stefan. I'm taking the Kimmich could return with a pinch of salt in the other direction as well because this could also be just Bayern saying he's ready, and I wouldn't be surprised if he still starts on the bench. You know what I mean? You know because like. We we don't know, um, and I think don't know. Pierre Kimmich could afford politically 
to sit out the French game, the France game, right? So, um, yeah. Although, if if he did, and considering the way Germany played without him, um, I don't know what that says about his future with the national team, which is, of course, irrelevant for the show because this is about uh, the Bayern and the Bayern Leverkusen fixture. And I underline I, I a lot of the things that you say. I think um, this is a massive test for Leverkusen. And I I think that on the day, the way these two teams line up, they will cancel each other out. But I think they're both also, Bayern maybe more so than Leverkusen, um, are vulnerable to concede. And which is why, you know, this 2 to draw. Uh, makes a ton of sense to me. Um, but I think, you know, if you want more in-depth analysis on on this, go and listen to the Bono Show. Um, it's on the Substack. I think it's really worth a listen. I think 35 minutes, right, Stefan? Yeah. Yeah. 35 minutes of full analysis. Check it out. Um, okay, so that brings us into the Saturday games. The first one is Leipzig against Augsburg. Um, Danny Olmo picked up an injury. This is the circle of life. Stefan, he goes to the national team, gets hurt, is out, plays well, goes to the national team, gets hurt, goes out. Um, unfortunately, he's out. For, it looks like he might be out for this one. Um, I have to wait and see. But um, I do think that Leipzig have too much for this Augsburg team. And I actually went for a very convincing 4-1 victory for Leipzig here. Yeah, I've gone for, um, even though I've got Daniel Moa team, I'm going to have to stick on my bench now because I didn't realise he was out until we started doing these previews. Um, but yeah, I've kind of gone for the same one. I actually think this is probably one of the few fixtures that uh, of the weekend that uh, was a bit easier to predict. Um, you know, Leipzig obviously pretty decent start to the season. They're scoring goals for fun. I think it's worth noting that Daniel Moa has really been the kind of protagonist throughout that. He's, he's, he has kind of been the guy who's, kind of lit a fire in this in this Leipzig team but you would think they should have enough kind of firepower uh, between them particularly Xavi Simmons who's had a really great start to life in Germany um, so yeah I've gone for a 2-0 win and yeah I think this one's probably one of the easier ones to predict the easiest I would actually say um, Fabio Cavallo might get a start for Olmo so we'll see right um, so if you have him in your fantasy team <laughs> maybe this is the time to unleash him. I have all my fantasy team too. Um, have to take him out and uh, see what I will do there. Anyways, up next, Freiburg Dortmund. This is my uh, game of the week. I am still very concerned about Borussia Dortmund, even though I thought Emre Can had one of his best games in a long time against France. Um, if he can take that and bring it back to his club team, I think that's going to help them enormously. But then at the same time, Schlotterbeck pretty much, you know, terrible game against Japan, didn't didn't play against France. Süle was okay, of course. Um, but you hear stuff from Dortmund that, you know, there's now behind closed door meetings, there's all this um, controversy, whether Intesic is the right man still going forward. Um, there was already discussions about a potential coaching change and I went for a 2-2 draw here, Stefan. I just don't know. Dortmund continue to baffle me and I think they're the sick man of the Bundesliga at the moment. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with that, to be honest with you. Um, however, 
I this is a really tricky one, I think, because everything I think everything my 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 head certainly says this is a game that Freiburg should be looking to win. Uh, you know, they've got a great home record. Uh, they've actually lost two of the last seventeen home games in the Bundesliga. Um, you know, they've kind of had a hot and cold start to the season, but, you know, it, it seems as though Christian Strikes kind of got things more or less settled down at Freiburg. The only thing that kind of stands against that for me is that their actual record against Dortmund's pretty poor. Um, you know, they lost 3-1 last season and 5-1, and if you actually go back through their kind of records, their head-to-head, um, Dortmund have already lost five of the last 46 games against Freiburg, so... You know, there's something of a... I guess I don't know what the opposite of a bogey team is, but, um, you know, there's just something about Freiburg that Dortmund always seem to have the number. And I do wonder if after an international break in which Terzic has probably had plenty of time to look over things, some players have been able to kind of rest and kind of come back. And, you know, they've, they've certainly had to kind of come to terms with a really poor start to the season. You kind of would, you would certainly be expecting some sort of fight back from Dortmund. Um, if it's another really tepid performance, if it's another close performance, then I think you're right. I think the calls for Terzic to go will only grow. And you could certainly argue after like a, what, a week and a half off uh, with a decent chunk of his squad, if he's still unable to kind of turn things around, you have to kind of wonder what's going on there. But I think it's going to be a really tight game. I think there's every chance that Freiburg could take points from them, but. Uh, I've gone for a very narrow 1-0 win for Dortmund mm. Optimist thinking that they <laughs> won't concede here <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know I think I don't know it's just something about this fixture I think all kind of form goes out the window mm. fair enough we'll see alright up next Wolfsburg against Union Berlin what are you thinking here yeah I think this is going to be another kind of very tight game to be perfectly honest yeah. with you Union haven't had like the kind of perfect start to the season um, Wolfsburg similarly haven't had a great start um, but you know both teams have just kind of been picking up decent results here and there um, and I've ended up kind of going for a 1-1 draw on this match just because I think both teams have looked decent but neither have looked really comprehensive I don't think either team really looks like they're kind of playing to their absolute best right now mm-hmm. um, I've also got Patrick Vimmer on my team and my fancy teams I'm kind of hoping that he'll do something um, but yeah I don't know what do you what do you make of this game I think I think 1-1 draw but could go either way uh, I actually thought Union started quite well with the first two games right they were I mean they're deadly efficient um, and then against Leipzig they really fell apart um, for some odd reason people think Kevin Volland didn't deserve that red card I think it was the easiest red card in the history of all red cards but that's just me um, and they really fell apart after that red card against a really strong Leipzig side which is fair enough you know um, Leipzig will probably do that to everyone who shows a little bit of weakness so I actually went for a narrow Union Berlin victory here 2-1 yeah it's, it's perfectly logical. I mean, it, but I think the yeah. other thing as well that I was bearing in mind when I was doing this prediction is they've also got Real Madrid coming up uh, in the Champions League. And I, you do wonder how much um, that is going to kind of be playing on their minds going into this game. But yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm curious to see if Bonucci is going to get a start here. 
yeah, well, I guess we'll have to see what happens, won't we? It'll be, it'll be interested. It'd be crazy to see him in the Champions League as well for Union. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to see him for Union, period. <laughs> That's just, it's just wild, really wild. Um, all right, up next is Mainz against Stuttgart. Um, I believe in the Stuttgart side, Stefan. I think Sebastian Hoeneß is really onto something here. His team has been scoring goals and conceding goals for fun. Um, it's either five for them or five against them, I guess. But I think they're going to slightly break the trend here. I think they're still going to win, but uh, not by five goals. That's a bit much. But I think they're going to convincingly beat Mainz 3-0. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I must admit, I'm beginning to kind of worry for Mainz. Um, Me too. You know, a 4-1 defeat to Union at the start of opening days, fair enough. But then a 1-1 draw against a pretty lowly Frankfurt side and then a 4-0 defeat to Werder Bremen. Um you know, I know Bo Svensson was kind of speaking in, uh, in earlier in the week and kind of saying how shocked he's been with the performances uh, today. Um, it's it, it it feels as though his his time at Mainz has been such a roller coaster in the sense that it's always it's everything's either going really well or the wheels have come off and everything's falling apart. It definitely feels like they're kind of in the latter right now and. I completely agree with you. I think Stuttgart, when they come, when they come up against really good teams, can get pulled apart, but they obviously have enough firepower to kind of beat lowly sides. And you would think that they'd be looking at this game thinking they, this is a th- this is three points that they really should be picking up. So, so yeah, I've gone for a three-one win for Stuttgart. Gorassi could be a really good fantasy player pickup. Mm, yeah, He's absolutely excellent. Really good, really good player. Okay, um, Köln against Hoffenheim. What do you think here? This was a tricky one. Um, mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, obviously, I think the international break was a good time for Cologne. Um, they didn't have the best start to the um, the season. Um, the, it, and I think, if I'm not mistaken as well, the home form in particular, has it been great? Um, I think, yeah, I was just looking at my notes there. They've only won one of the last eight home games. Um against any team really so I think they go into this game kind of concerned maybe with their own form maybe a little low on confidence and they're up against a Hoffenheim team who you know obviously lost their opening game against Freiburg but have then kind of picked up two decent wins against Heidenheim and, and Wolfsburg and if I'm also not mistaken I think I read somewhere if I'm not mistaken that the only player who's actually created more goal scoring chances in the Bundesliga this season than Kramerich is actually Florian Wurtz so, oh, wow. yeah, so there's a stat for you if you're looking for a midfielder on your fancy team. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think I think Hoffenheim are kind of slowly but surely kind of working up the gears and kind of picking up some pace here on, uh, under their manager. And I think they're probably good for the win here. So, yeah, going for a 2-1 win for Hoffenheim. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm always, though, I was very much on the fence here. So I just stayed on the fence and went for a 1-1 draw. <laughs> I, I just couldn't pull this team um, apart. Kramer, it's a statistic. That's interesting. If he is, a, is he considered a midfielder in fantasy Bundesliga? Oh, dude. Oh, I need a midfielder. I might have to look into this one. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm not sold on either one of these teams yet, but I really have a hard time picking them apart, which is ultimately why I went for this 1-1 draw. Um, and yeah, we'll see. Next is the, uh, what they categorize as the Spitzenspiel. 
I'm not sure whether this is actually a Spitzenspiel of Stefan. Um, that's Bochum against Frankfurt. I don't know how the Bundesliga gods decided that this is going to be the one that they're going to advertise on a Saturday night, but I didn't make the match day. I didn't make the Spielplan. Someone else did that. Um, but I, I have a very funny feeling about this game. And, you know, Bochum at home are a different beast. And I think this Frankfurt side is still kind of figuring it out. Um, signs of life, okay, of course, at the last match day, right? Despite all the chaos that's surrounded them. But Bochum have beaten Bayern, Dortmund and some other big sides at home. And I think they're going to do it here too. I think they're going to beat Frankfurt 2-1, Stefan. Yeah, this is a tricky one. I think you've kind of got two teams in very different situations. You've got a Bochum side who've perhaps been better than performances I've suggested. You know, they had that very yeah. big, shocking 5-0 defeat to Stuttgart on the opening day. They then played by, uh, played Dortmund, where they more or less played them off the park and sh- probably yep. should have won that game. But had to, in Bochum. Uh, yeah, uh, but had to kind of put up with a point. Uh, and then obviously a hard-fought draw against uh, Augsburg. So they've only got two points on the table right now. You then flip that to Frankfurt, who've got five points on the table, are undefeated. But, you know, you bear in mind that the first game was against Darmstadt. Then they played mm-hmm. Mainz, who we just talked about there, have been very poor this season. Uh, and then they managed to kind of get a 1-1 draw with Cologne, who, again, as we mentioned, far from their best at the moment. And I do kind of feel like... Um, you know, the results might be kind of flattering this Frankfurt side at the moment. I think you're right. I think there's, there obviously is life after the amount of players they've sold on. And I don't think any head coach would envy the job that has to be done now at Frankfurt after such a huge turnover of players. But yeah, you think if Bochum um, really had any ambition this season, they'd be going into this game thinking, we can definitely match this Frankfurt side. We should be kind of taking what we can from them. Um, and that's why I've gone with a, a 1-0 win for Bochum. <laughs> yeah. I think we are pretty much in agreement. Just the result is slightly different. All right. Um, next up, Heidenheim against Bremen. What do you think, wow. Stefan? So, obviously, um, you know, Heidenheim have had, had a bad start to the season. I think, obviously, they were the ones who kind of stole all the headlines um, yeah, before yeah. the Sasha break with that, that um, result against Dortmund. Um, and... I was kind of looking at uh, Werder Bremen and I think even though they've only picked up one result or one win in the Bundesliga so far, I think if you kind of look through their fixtures, they had Bayern Munich in the only match day, which was, you know, I think 4-0 probably flatters Bayern in that game, to be honest with you. It was more of a game of two halves, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I thought Bremen were actually okay for a large chunk of it. Um, mm. A very narrow 1-0 defeat to a good Freiburg side and then I think in that third match day against Mainz is when we really saw the Werder Bremen that I'm kind of expecting this season. You know, a team who can score a lot of goals and a team that'll be aiming for kind of mid-table. And I think they go into this game against Heidenheim kind of knowing that if they are going to kind of keep relegation at arm's length this season, these are the kind of games that they have to win. Um, So I've gone for a 2-1 win for Bremen just because I think... um, and I think it'll be a tight game, but I think we'll probably see Bremen finally kind of continue that goal-scoring form into this game. And yeah, I think they more or less have enough talent to beat them, even if Nicholas Fulkrug now sits on the bench at Dortmund. Um, which is funny. I always went for a 2-1 Bremen win here. Um, <laughs> so we're in agreement again. Um, 
yeah, I I think this is this is going to be a difficult game for Bre for Bremen in at Heidenheim, right? Um, at the Voigt Arena. Um, I think this is going to be a place where a lot of teams will have difficulties. I think Frank Schmidt is actually probably one of the best coaches in German football. Period. Um, just don't tell the DFB that because if they figure that out, they might put him on the list. But I, I I just think that, you know, most of the time Heidenheim are going to walk away as the loser this year. Um, it's simply the nature of what they are as a team. Um, and I think that Bremen just have enough to get all three points here. But this is going to be tight. I think it's going to be very tight. I think it's going to actually be an interesting Sunday game to watch. As I think will be this next one, which is the final one. Um, Darmstadt against Gladbach. I was tempted here because we all know what happens to Gladbach when they play well against Bayern Munich, right? Um, the curse is real. Although I think that um, I saw enough of Gladbach here that make me think that they will actually be okay this year. Uh, Seoane is a good coach. Um, I think that they have done quite well um, this transfer window bringing in the right players. I, I don't think they're as good as they were with Turam and Hoffman, right? Not yet, anyways. But I think they're certainly good enough to beat Darmstadt. Although I do think that this one is also going to be tied, Stefan. So I went for another 2-1 win. For Gladbach. Yeah, I mean, I've I've gone for the exact same thing. I've gone for a 2-1 win for Gladbach. But I think it's going to be a really tight game. I mm -hmm. think we're still. I think we're, we're looking at a Gladbach team here who are still by no means um, comfortable with themselves. Uh, comfortable maybe with their new head coach. Um, they've conceded a stunning amount of goals already this season. I think it's nine in the first three games, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, nine. And they've actually conceded more shots than any other team in the league so far. Now, a large chunk of that's because they played Bayern Munich and Bayer Leverkusen, who, as we said at the top of the show, probably the two best teams in Germany right now. So thorough spankings off both of those teams isn't really the end of the world for Gladbach. But... That 4-4 draw with Augsburg uh, at the start of the season really suggests to me that they're by no means a settled team. So I think this is the kind of game where they'll know they have to try and get something from it. Uh, so I've, I, I think Darmstadt will score just the nature in which this Gladbach defence looks all over the place at the moment. But yeah, I think on the balance of things, they should be able to pick up three points. Yeah, it's an interesting match day. Lots of very balanced fixtures, mm. except for one, which is Leipzig against Augsburg. Um, Can, the only thing I would say to I completely agree with you but maybe to wrap up I, I just maybe I'm being a snob but I'm looking at those Sunday fixtures thinking this is the kind of thing that I feel like the, the DFB really has to pay more attention to like no yeah, offence yeah. to Eidenheim, Darmstadt Bremen, Gladbach but we're talking about two four teams in the lower half of the table four teams with okay maybe Bremen, Gladbach do have some international appeal but there's nothing about those fixtures that's really going to galvanise anyone who's not already... I mean, as we would say, they're, they're games for the purists, aren't they? They're games for the Bundesliga fanatics who will watch any game that they can find on telly. But, yeah, you know, it, 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 it just feels like the Sunday games are constantly overlooked by the Bundesliga. And it, obviously, it's a lot of pressure because, you know, fans want games at 3pm or 3.30 on a, on a Saturday, or, which is understandable. Um, but, I don't know, it just feels like I feel like the Sunday fixtures are always an afterthought. You know, when I was a kid, the, the Sunday fixture was often the big game because it was live on Sat 1 and right. a show called Ranissimo, and that was in the 90s. And, you know, one of the big fixtures that they would often show at that time <laughs> slot was Bayern against Leverkusen. Mm. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I may, I'd be interested if we get some sort of explanation for the Bundesliga, but it feels like um, that Sunday night slot is such an obvious one to stick a good game on. Um, yeah. But I think knows. the one issue that they have is that it's Champions League next week. Yeah, of course. So of course. They try to um, kind of front load, you know, the big teams, you know, the yeah. Bayern, Leverkusen, Leipzig, um, Dortmund, Berlin. Um, yeah, yeah, because these teams are all in action, right? Yeah, you're um, absolutely right. But I, 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 I'm with you. Put something else on that time slot. Like at a, at a first glance, um, one that kind of sticks out to me would have been like mine, Stuttgart, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Stuttgart yeah. is a really interesting team at the moment. They play good football. Put them in that slot. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would have maybe done. But I'm not the one of the CEOs because there's two of them now of the DFL. Um, I don't make these decisions. <laughs> At least I can give yet. them feedback. We have we have that line of communication, so maybe <laughs> give that feedback next time we talk to them. <laughs> no, I think they're probably if they are listening, they're probably screaming into their phones right now, saying exactly what you said a moment ago. It's because of the Champions League, which, yeah. admittedly, I didn't think about. So I I received my point. It's a fair point. Yeah, it's tricky. I get it. Um, anyways, as always, this show is brought to you by Bet Online, and I should have mentioned it earlier. Sometimes I forget. I'm very sorry. Get German football news. Um, check that site out. They're really, really kind every week to um, put up our results, count count the points, um, and you know um, promote this podcast. So thank you once again for that shout out. Make sure to set up your fantasy Bundesliga team. Um, don't listen to us because we don't know what we're doing. Um, get <laughs> trust your gut instead. <laughs> Any final thoughts before we wrap this up, Stefan? No, I think you put it perfectly. Okay, good. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the match day. Until then, auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.